You better believe it, baby. Today, episode 7 of season 2 of The Joe Long Show is called Playoffs. Welcome to the Joe Long Show. This is episode 7 of the second season, and I am your host on this wild adventure, Joe Long. Yes, the Joe Long. And this is my show where I get to hang out with you guys and talk about the things that I love. And today is no exception. I'm getting to share with you something wonderful about who I am and my story and about a lot of your stories as well. Today's episode is being recorded in the Man Cave Studios at the Chief Gorlack Pumping in the First Memorial Studios in Strathroy, Ontario. And today, I'm going to be sharing with you a couple of stories about the playoffs. Now, you might be wondering, the playoffs, for my sport, that doesn't happen until February or April or... I guess for some of you, it's happening right now. To take you behind the scenes, right now I'm actually (laughs) doing some of my pre-production and and my recording while watching Game 7 of the American League Championship Series on Saturday, October the 21st. So I don't know what the end of that, that game is. We're going to be, we're between the Yankees and the, the Houston Astros. And, uh, I'm sure you can all shout at me right now what, what the score of that game was and who's going to be in the World Series this year in 2017. I'm going to share with you some of my stories and some of my connections that I have to the playoffs. So you are all lucky that you get to take part in this. Uh, well, the episode is being released today on October 23rd. And to many people, I once said that this was the day that I peaked, October 23rd, 1993, to be specific. And you might be wondering, well, what was that day? Was that the day that you first learned that you could pee standing up or the the first day that you uh, kissed a girl or something like that? No, that was the day, the last time that the Toronto Blue Jays won the World Series. Now, I want to actually get something off my chest And it might be something that I might have steered some people away from in the past. But I feel like I needed to clear up some air here. When the Blue Jays won the World Series in 1993, October 23rd, and Joe Carter hit a three-run home run in the ninth inning off of Mitch Williams, I wasn't watching the game live. Now, in in, uh, reflection of that, in the years past, I've probably watched that game more than most people have. I think I watched that game every winter since 2009. And I watch it occasionally when I'm feeling down and I just want to feel a little happier. And uh, something really weird happened. I also, uh, in preparation for this episode, watched that game. 
And I also watched the 1992 World Series where the Toronto Blue Jays were playing against the Atlanta Braves. And in the 11th inning of that game, uh, there came a circumstance where the Blue Jays were, um, it, it was tied and going into extra innings. And the Blue Jays went ahead. Uh, they scored two runs in, in the top of the 11th on a Dave Winfield double. And then what happened was the Atlanta Braves came back. And one of their pitchers, John Smoltz, uh, was one of the runners. And uh, as I'm recording, I'm looking at John Smoltz, who is now one of the Fox Sports 1 announcers for the postseason. So that's kind of a cool connection that I have uh, with that game right here today. And that you get to experience, even though you're not here experiencing that this game with me. So uh, buckle up. First, before we get to any of those playoff stories... I want to read a poem for you. The, this poem is by Franklin Pierce Adams. Now, you might recognize that name. A reason why you might is because I read a poem in season one called Baseball's Sad Lexicon. Actually, in episode seven of season one, I had part A and part B. Part A, I, I read a poem called Baseball's Sad Lexicon, uh, talking about Tinker to Evers to Chance. Well, uh, that same author, poet, journalist... He wrote another poem about baseball, and I'm going to share that poem with you today. The name of that poem is A Ballad of Baseball Burdens, again by Franklin Pierce Adams. And it's coming up right after the bump. Baseball Burdens by Franklin Pierce Adams. The burden of hard hitting slug away like Honus Wagner or like Tyrus Cobb. Else fandom shouteth, Who said you could play? Back to the Jasper League, you minor slob. Swat, hit, connect, line out, get on the job, else you shall feel the brunt of fandom's ire. Biff, bang it, clout it, hit it on the knob. This is the end of every fan's desire. The burden of good pitching, curved or straight, or in or out, or haply up or down, to puzzle him that standeth by the plate, to lessen, so to speak, his bat renown, like Christy Mathewson or Minor Brown, so pitch that every man can but admire and offer you the freedom of the town. And this is the end of every fan's desire. The burden of loud cheering. Oh, the sounds, the tumult, and the shouting from the throats of 40,000 at the polo grounds. Sitting, I standing, sans their hats and coats. A mighty cheer that possibly denotes that the cubs or pirate fat is in the fire. Or as H. James would say... We've got their goats. This is the end of every fan's desire. The burden of a pennant. The burden of a pennant. 
Oh, the hope, the tenuous hope, the hope that's half a fear, the lengthy season and the boundless dope and the bromidic wait until next year. Oh, dread disgrace of trailing in the rear. Oh, piece of bunting flying high and higher that October it shall flutter here. This is the end of every fan's desire. Envoy. Ah, fans, ah, fans, let not the quarry but the chase be that to which most fondly we aspire. For us, not stake, but game, not goal, but race, this is the end of every fan's desire. As I made note in the welcome wagon section of the show, October 23rd, 1993 was the day that I considered to be the day that I peaked. It was because the Blue Jays won the World Series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Game six. In the ninth inning, Joe Carter hit a home run against Mitch Williams with... Ricky Henderson and Paul Molitor on base. And the Jays went ahead to win the World Series. I wasn't watching the game. The game started at 8 o'clock and my parents loved me. <laughs> I would have been about uh, six years old at the time. So uh, definitely uh, it would have been too late for me. But it was one of those moments that I relived in the days following. I don't think I'd actually watched the full game until, until much later. Like I said earlier, um, until probably 2009 might have been the first time I'd seen that entire game, but I'd seen clips and moments of the important times in that game because I used to collect VHS tapes that outlined the Blue Jays history. One moment in Blue Jays history that I didn't see on those tapes and that was brought to my attention later on in time was a call by the radio announcer, the Blue Jays radio announcer. His name was Tom Cheek. Posthumously, Tom Cheek won the Ford C. Frick Award, which is an award for announcers that were excellent at their craft. Tom Cheek was amazing. And I'm going to show you a clip here uh, from that game, and you'll hear Tom Cheek's voice. And it is uh, it's a beautiful moment. So, uh, yeah, just uh, listen for that right here. Two balls and two strikes on it. Here's a pitch on the way. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. As Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning. And the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life.
Wasn't that just a beautiful call of a beautiful game? Um, yeah, I, I can still feel chills when I hear that, that call. That touch them all, Joe. <laughs> I feel like he's calling out to me sometimes saying, you know, round those bases, finish well. Yeah, it's a, it, uh, definitely a really, a really cool moment in, in Blue Jays history and in uh, Blue Jays lore. And that, that moment was, was very cool. But to be honest, the 1992 game, it was my favorite of the two. The game went into extra innings. I feel like the pitching performances were uh, were better in the 1992 game. It was David Cohn against Steve Avery. David Cohn against Steve Avery. And, uh, yeah, it was just a, a really cool... I, I really enjoyed watching that game again. And I, I watched the, those games in kind of preparation for uh, for this moment. In the 1992 game... There was actually something that was uh, that was really important that happened. The Blue Jays manager's name is Cito Gaston, and uh, he was the uh, the Blue Jays hitting coach. And then in 1989, the Jays were kind of in a slump, and they fired their manager, and Cito Gaston became became the manager. In 1992, when the Blue Jays won the World Series, it was the first time an African American manager won the World Series. In my opinion, Cito Gaston should be in the Hall of Fame, not only because he managed some great teams into into the playoffs and the, these 92 and 93 teams back-to-back World Series, is, or World Series, I guess that would be the plural, um, but also just that that moment, that interesting part of history where this uh, this gentleman broke that that barrier it was the first of his race to win the world series and i just think that that is awesome but in response to that in baseball we still have a problem a couple of days ago the washington nationals were knocked out of the out of the playoffs their manager was an african american or yeah was an african american man named dusty baker and he was actually fired after the uh, after the Nationals lost. Now, <laughs> this team had won over 90 games in the regular season and definitely overcame some adversity to, to win those games. So I'm surprised that this man was fired from his job. But he, he apparently did nothing wrong. But I feel like there is a, um, and I know that there is a, an inequality between um, uh, white managers and managers that come from an, a minority group. Uh, there definitely is an underrepresentation of black men and Hispanic men in a game where it's mostly Hispanic people playing the game. So uh, that's just a little note that I wanted to, <laughs> to make after that. Uh, but definitely baseball has had some amazing moments uh, for my life. But one of the moments that I first remember watching a game actually came in 1996 in June when it wasn't a baseball game at all. It was a hockey game, a playoff game between the Colorado Avalanche and the Florida Panthers. In this season, the Florida Panthers were doing really well. 
And in the playoffs, they had a kind of a weird tradition that they started where they started throwing uh, plastic rats on the ice after after the team would score. Uh, it was very uh, annoying, I guess, would be a good way to describe it. I don't know. It was just a, a weird kind of uh, weird thing that they did. But I remember the game four. Uh, I, I remember game four. Game four, they went to overtime. Actually, they went to a third overtime. And Colorado Avalanche clinched the Stanley Cup in the third overtime by a goal by a defenseman, a middling defenseman who probably wasn't any good. And the only reason I remember that his name is because of this game. And his name was Uwe Krupp. It was a really uh, interesting uh, moment for me because my favorite team wasn't it uh, wasn't a part of this. I didn't even really like the Avalanche. Oh, what a catch by Aaron Judge. Uh and I didn't like the Florida Panthers, so it's not like it was a uh, a uh, a great moment for me. But it was an uh, a moment where I first got to watch this game and to participate in in the athletic scene. Now, since then, I've stayed up really late to watch a lot of baseball games, and I've, uh, wow, Aaron Judge. Um, definitely, I've uh, also, you know, lived life and uh, watched uh, baseball games at, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And the next story I want to talk about is maybe the moment in baseball that did change my life, or at least was my favorite moment in baseball. The next moment after the bump, we're going to call Game 5. good story, I want to provide some real context to to this story. In 1993, the Toronto Blue Jays won the World Series. Like I said, a home run off of Joe Carter. You heard Tom Cheek tell that story loud and clear. The, in the following 22 years, the Blue Jays hadn't done anything, really. 1994 was a strike-shortened season, and then they just didn't regain that momentum, and really the fans didn't follow suit as well, so the team wasn't able to put the same amount of resources into the squad on the field. And that was until 2013 when the Blue Jays made a trade that was fine within their resources and they were able to generate a little bit of fan enjoyment and excitement. Although they didn't win in 2013, they started developing a, a, a winning franchise. They started developing a team that looked like a winner, like it looked like they could be be something. And in the summer of 2005, they looked like they were maybe a middle-of-the-pack team, but they made some trades that 
that got the city excited. They traded for a starting pitcher named David Price, who, for those who don't know baseball, David Price at that time was one of the best pitchers in the league. They also picked up a shortstop by the name of Troy Tulowitzki, who, if I was to say I had a favorite player on the team, Troy Tulowitzki would be that player. He's a great shortstop, a veteran leader, and was known for being a, a very good offensive player. They also bolstered their bullpen a little bit, and the team was starting to look good. Also in this year, for a little bit of a personal context, I had just started a new job. I was uh, working in the same company that I'd worked for about a year, but I'd been um, moved over to a different department. So I was trying to kind of put on a good face there. And yeah, it was uh, a baseball season. They knew that I was a big baseball fan, but I still wanted to show that I cared about the organization and about the position that I was in. So the Blue Jays made it to the playoffs with these new acquisitions. They, they put on a firm push in August and September and, or actually they won their division, which was the first time they've done that since 1993. The Blue Jays were to play against the Texas Rangers in the American League Division Series. The Blue Jays, the first two games were to be at the Rogers Center, and the second two games were to be at Arlington, and if the fifth game was needed, it would take place at the Rogers Center in Toronto. The series didn't start off well for the Jays. Actually, it started off terribly. The games one and two, the Jays lost. So most of us Jays fans, we thought, oh, same old, same old, another, another year, always next year. To be honest, we kind of gave up. A lot of people started selling off their tickets for that game five, thinking, you know what, it's not our year. Actually, a friend of mine at the time had said, hey, Joe, we should, we should get tickets, get, you know, cheap seats and, and, you know, just go and watch the game and be a part of history if it gets to that point. And I said, no, I'd actually already made an agreement with my wife that I wasn't going to buy any, any playoff tickets because, uh, prior to that moment, they were, they were pretty expensive and, and we just couldn't afford it at the time. The Jays came back. They actually came back really hard. They, uh, they, in Arlington, they, they swept the two games and were coming back for game five. And that leads us to October 14th, 2015. At four o'clock, the Blue Jays game started. Again, I was trying to make sure that I had a good face on at work. And I was doing my best, but thankfully I have an organization that, that really cares about its employees and, and they knew uh, the kind of guy I was and that I wasn't going to miss the game. So they actually turned the game on at work for us and we were able to watch the game while we were working from four until five o'clock. So I did that. And as soon as the five o'clock bell rang, I jumped in my car. At that point, the Jays were already down uh, two to one. And uh, as I was listening in my car, uh, it was it was uh, a really exciting time. And listening to Jerry Howarth and Joe Siddle call that uh, 2015 game. I drove to my friend Blair's house. Uh, you might recognize Blair from episode one of this season uh, called The Jump Off. And uh, at his house, my friend Calvin was there. You might recognize him from... It's from season one, I t- uh, the episode titled Muzak. And it was the three of us, as well as a gentleman from uh, from our church named Jim. And uh, our friend Aaron also kind of bopped in and out of the in and out of the picture as he had to do some, do some work as well uh, during that day. 
the Jays tied it up in the sixth inning and, uh, the game was it was getting to a point where it was uh, getting kind of tense. And then the seventh inning came. The seventh inning it might be uh, one of the most interesting innings in baseball history. It filled with errors and blunders. But it will mostly be known when it comes to baseball history for a moment. I could show a clip or I could uh, maybe give a, a first-person perspective of it. But I think we all know the moment. We might even all recognize the moment from either video clips or just being humans in the world. Sometimes you just recognize something. We call that moment the bat flip. In Blue Jays history, there have been some pretty momentous home runs. Ed Sprague's home run in, in the 92 World Series or Joe Carter's in the 1993 World Series. Some people say that the biggest home run in Blue Jays history was a home run in the American League Championship Series in 1992 against the Oakland Athletics by Robbie Alomar. But in my opinion, the biggest home run was in the seventh inning of Game 5 by Jose Bautista. Going into the bottom half of the seventh inning, the Jays were down by one run. They had tied it up, and there were two runners on base. Jose Bautista came up to the plate and hit a monster home run. Not only did he hit a monster home run, in that moment, he reacted to that monster home run. He, feeling the emotion of 50,000 people in the stands, hit a huge home run, and then with a burst of emotion, flipped his bat in the air and trotted around the bases. It, when you watch the video of, of the home run, the camera is actually shaking from the pure energy that's happening in that stadium. Jose Bautista bat-flipped a moment into my life. But that wasn't what was crazy about that moment for me. That moment, actually at Blair's house, was what was the cool moment. There were four of us, eyes glued on the TV, just waiting for the next thing. The tying run had just come into the plate and Bautista was at bat. We we felt like something was going to happen. And we kind of had a rule. Cell phones off. No one does that. But then Calvin had his phone on. He looked at his phone as the, the tension was starting to build. And he got stood up and left the room. And as soon as he left the room, I knew something happened. Either the Jays had gotten out and the inning was over, or something magical had happened. So I pointed at him and said, Hey, what's that? And as I said that, the pitch came in. The crack of the bat, the toss, and that jaunt around the base with the crowd shaking the this Rogers Center Stadium and the Blue Jays pouring out of their bench onto the field. Ryan Goins pumping his fist as he was running down the third baseline to home base. That was the moment. That was Game 5.
thanks so much for for joining me. Still nothing, nothing here in the the Yankees Astros game. So unfortunately, I can't break any any news, and I don't have any hot takes to offer for you. But greatly appreciate you listening to this episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about Halloween, so that'll be lots of fun for all of you there. Please rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app, or you can do that on our Facebook group, The Joe Long Show. Again, I love you guys so much, and I'm so thankful that you guys listen. Please tell your friends and tell them to subscribe and and listen up to the uh, to the podcast. Keep on being awesome. I love you. Good night. Hey everybody, an editorial note: the Yankees have lost. Astros win four to nothing and are going to the World Series. Praise the Lord.